Hello and welcome. You are now listening to The Deep End Theory with myself, Leslie Snipes, and The Lead. This is the podcast where we sit down and talk to DJs and producers, and you can learn more about your favorite artists and what life is like in the industry. Today we are joined with Nordic Kostas from Artificial People, Vile Music, and Hundred Palms. Nor originally hails from Barcelona, but has made a home in Los Angeles. He spends a wide range of techno, tech house, house, and disco. Nor, thank you for joining us. We're glad to have you. How is your Sunday going? Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I figured we could start by talking about the party yesterday at Sky Bar, which I was at, had the gracious fortune of attending. Um, and it was great. I loved it. You threw a great set. It was like very disco-y. Um, but what'd you think of that? How, if you had to summarize that afternoon in one word, what would it be? Magical. Magical. Yeah. And it <laughs> all started with you. Yeah. I mean, it's not every day you get to open for Pete Tong. So it's, uh, it's definitely a, a, an experience. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty legendary, um, legendary afternoon and legendary set. And then, so the, <clears throat> it seems like your main focus is on artificial people. Mm-hmm. outside of yourself, which is a sort of party company that throws a whole bunch of different parties. You got Midnight Creatures, uh, Moon Disco Odyssey, Velvet Tsunami. Um, how'd you come about starting it? What inspired you to make that happen? Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, that. Uh, thanks for summarizing that up <laughs> nicely. Um, yeah, so basically got inspired because, um, you know, being part of the LGBT community, I think that... Um, you know, I felt that there was a, a space that needed to be filled to really bring in that, um, you know, techno, new disco, like just something that felt sexy. I mean, I'm from Barcelona, so for me, like um, being able to translate those vibes and bring them here was really important. Um, but I wanted to do it in a fun and clever way. So, you know, I came up with this name, Artificial People. Um, it's not what you think. <laughs> it's definitely this, um, you know, play on, um, you know, uh, being, uh, I mean, the whole concept is uh, we're robots from the future, uh, a thousand years in the future that have come back to bring like this new disco, new retro vibe and show people like, um, you know, showcase all these great new artists and music. Um, but the idea was like we're an L.A. based brand, so we wanted to be a little bit cheeky and uh, playful with, um, you know, the whole L.A. vibe. And we're like, yeah, let's just have a little bit of fun with it and, um, you know, make it instead of being like fake like what if it's all about like robots and humanoids and you know just this whole kind of space montage that um i think uh you know is a little bit more creative and has a little bit of edge and style yeah because the description says that they're robosexuals yeah definitely which is like (laughs) it seems it's very futuristic and i I think part of the purpose there is also to be kind of open and inviting where it's like I mean, robo-sexuality is not a thing, at least not yet. <laughs> like, uh, well, come to one of our parties and then tell me. <laughs> um, yeah. No, yeah. I was How long say. have you been working on this project? Oh, wow. I mean, since 2013. Um, I mean, we started with our first party, which was Flaunt, which um, was just like a once, once a month pool party down in San Diego. Um, we slowly built it up and really just, you know, this year have really taken off with a ton of partnerships. I mean, we've had Super Dry um, sponsor a couple of our events. Um, now we have this partnership with the W and 100 Palms. Um, and now, you know, we're poised for 2019 to just be like some sort of mega takeover. So, <laughs> yeah, because I, I, see, I see the branding all over the 100 Palms and the W. It seems like almost every week or every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. there's some 
midnight creatures or something going on there mm-hmm. um it seems to have really blown up yeah i mean we took it like i said from uh doing a once a month pool party to like every week all summer we had the summer series at the w and um it's been really successful i mean we've had like really great artists come through um you know uh, last week we had charles feel good the week before we had desert hearts um you know this coming week we're going to be having eli escobar um, so it's really merging all of the worlds and, you know, providing an experience, a different experience every week. Yeah, that Eli Escobar show looks amazing. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, I wish I was in town for that. I think we're actually doing a giveaway yes. through 100 Palms as well, with 100 Palms yep. for that show. So listeners will be giving out tickets on Instagram. Um, so pay attention. How would you say you split your time between just your personal artist um production and just djing and then just for the other the other portion of just handling the promotions and just everything that goes with it i mean it's been crazy <laughs> i mean some, i'm not gonna lie i almost Sounds feel like, like you're doing a lot yeah i mean it's hard being the talent and also being the producer for these events um as well as a music curator just simply because um everything i'm very detail oriented and i um, you know, I want to make sure that every show is tailored to a certain aesthetic and a certain um, vibe. And so it's a lot of thought and uh, energy that's put behind each show. So to be honest, my, my personal artist brand has been put on a little bit of a back burner. But it's been weird because with all these shows, I've still been getting large bookings and being able to open for amazing artists. So um, it, it's been, a, you know, threading the needle and walking that thin line. So... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't say that I'm not uh, happy for summer to be over because I can now focus on, um, you know, my in-studio stuff and really start putting out some original content. You basically are building credibility throughout like your Instagram posts and stuff. And then so even if you're not actively working on it, you're still getting recognition through Instagram or social media and your name's still like spreading around. Right. And so I think it's it's nice to be able to just step back but still have your work work like basically do the work for you in terms of marketing yeah and i mean and that's why it was so important for me to um have artificial people as a sub-brand and then have the events sub-branded underneath that just so that there was a clear distinction that I'm, you know, Noir is not just a promoter, he's also an artist, but um, he's also having these events and I, you know, and I think it works symbiotically. Um, And also having just um, that brand recognition of the W and venues like that to really help bolster the brands and and bring a little bit more of a premium experience and um, show people that, you know, you can be included in these big things and you don't, you know, you can be whoever you are, you know, and and come have fun. A robosexual. A robosexual. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of branding stuff like that, it, it starts a snowball. And once you catch enough momentum, you kind of can't stop it. So even if you have to put your, your personal artist work on hold, the, the long-term payoff of that will probably be mm-hmm. huge because, you know, you're, you're establishing artificial people as like a force to be reckoned with exactly. in Southern California. Um, do you the world. Still, yeah. <laughs> Are you, have you expanded outside of something? Uh, well, I don't know if Vegas counts, but, oh, you know, sure. yeah. Yeah, Vegas, yeah, um, okay. We're talking right now to um, W South Beach to possibly do something there for Winter Party. Like, that's the week, I think, be- before um, uh, WMC, so that should mm. be good. Um, so we're hoping to expand out that way. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Um, 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you do you still do stuff in San Diego? Do you go back? Yeah, it, it just depends on the venue. I mean, now that where the brand is, we can be a little bit more selective in who we work with because a lot of the time, um, I always look for um, it has to be the right venue first of all. Second of all, like the partnership also has to be there. Um, only because I approach things from an activation standpoint, and if it's not the right fit, then I don't want to just go into a space and just do a whatever party. Like everything needs to be tailored. I mean, we're asking people to pay us, so I want to make sure that they're getting their money's worth and also um, it's enjoyable for everybody. It's good. Sounds like you have the right mentality about <laughs> yeah, branding and everything. So just talk a little bit about your background. Um, how'd you get started and um, what are just some milestones that you've hit? Yeah, well, I mean, this whole thing, I mean, I, <clears throat> you know, starting in 2013, like we, I mean, I wasn't DJing back then. I think I've only been DJing for about a year, year and a half. Um, so, well, seriously. An opening for Pete Tong. I know. <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah, it's quite the rise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, like I said, like I, I love music and, you know, like I, I'm very um, specific and I, you know, I always set goals for myself and. Um, I always seem to be an overachiever on those goals. So, <laughs> I, you know, it, it has been a quite a ride in a short amount of time. But, um, uh, you know, I, I've been really just blessed by the people around me and um, the community that I've built. So um, it's been great. And so you said you started a year and a half. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, got sidetracked there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started about a year and a half. And then... Um, you know, because I, I didn't know if I wanted to be an artist. I, I just knew that I knew how to do productions and build events and build brands. And so I was like, let's let's start there and see how it goes. And then I'm like, started opening and getting really into the groove and discovering who I am as an artist. And um, it, it just got, uh, it just snowballed. And I'm like, yeah, I can headline. <laughs> let's do yeah. it. Because <laughs> I, I noticed that you opened or you, you played at Output. Yeah. Like, a year and a few months ago, which yeah. must have been six months after you started DJing, which is, I mean, I guess that just goes to show you the power of having branding and connections and making, like being in the right, right. positioning yourself correctly in the industry and then like seizing on the opportunity when it, when it comes. I mean, when you, I mean, this is why my, you know, I'm always like, be nice to everybody because you never know who is you're going to meet and who's going to be able to build your career and that's exactly what happened i mean we had um this group of promoters that came down for one of our san diego shows and they're like dude you're sick like we love you like would you consider doing this um you know uh charity thing that we're doing at um at output and it was like alternate and uh danny tanaglia were like in the main room and i got the panther room and it was just it was insane i was like yeah i'll go <laughs> like it was like one of my first major gigs, um, you know, and it was just exciting and uh, to be, you know, even mentioned in the same breath as those artists is, you know, is in everything. So um, I think that that's also helped with the rise of why I've, you know, been able to move up so fast because um, just the name associations and, you know, uh, it, it's just been it's been everything. That's why I'm always like everybody hear me now if you meet people just be nice to them and just be cool like you never know who's gonna you're gonna meet and make your career definitely and then a few months after that you actually started you played at sound that club yes two which <laughs> basically means in four months you played at two of the most in my opinion the most famous and legitimate clubs in america <laughs> which is like 
pretty unbelievable especially in that the like house techno scene those those two clubs are like powerhouses and i don't know but yeah super impressive thank you thank you i mean i, I don't know like i i put a lot of thought behind the stuff that i do and i try to um you know really deliver a premium and quality um storytelling in my music and i hope that you know i i think i've been doing something right and it and i hope that it comes across that that way to people and um yeah, I mean, just do what you love, and it just comes natural. You know, come, you can't lose. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. I mean, okay. So this is interesting. So my, I from my past life, I was a marketing graphic design dude. So <laughs> without going too much into that, I've um, been able to take that skill set and really harness it into. Oh my god! I, I do all my own graphic design. I do all my own marketing. So. Um, it's really um, it's really helpful because I'm not having to like pay a graphic designer or a creative director. I'm basically like the you know mom, dad, and kid and teenager all in one. Um, but that being said, I do have some great promo partners that um, have helped build the community, and I think with uh, their help, I've been able to move so fast. Because I mean, like your point, like what you guys are saying, like it is pretty astounding how fast we've moved up in all aspects of um, all of the brands, but it's been because we've been able to build a strong community and following uh, behind everything that we've been doing. And I think that's where like focusing on the experience of the party matters the 100%. most. 100%. Because when you nail that, gives you like the solid bedrock to, to build the connections and everything. Yeah. And robosexuals, just, I, I can't get over that. It's <laughs> such a hilarious and interesting and it also just works for a party because you can just have people dress up in like robots. Oh, <laughs> we totally do. I mean, we have like, I mean, I almost like to say that our parties are almost, I, I don't want to go as far as to say like a party monster vibe from like the limelight in the 90s, but maybe it's like a future version of that, you know, like where we have these cool club kids that come add to the atmosphere and, you know, all of these crazy hippies from like Burning Man and like, you know these really cool you know the cool people from WeHo you know so it's 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 a very interesting mix I mean I I've always loved it like I've always looked at events like it should be like a melting pot it should be like you know the more different variety that we get the sexier the party the better the vibe and everybody's just there to have a good time definitely and so the concept sounds very thought out did you have any other ideas that you passed by to to choose this one or did you always have this like idea in the back of your mind to be honest i'm a little idea factory so i, I always have something in the back of my mind that i'm like i want to make this come true like i i you know one of the projects that i'm going to be working on is um my uh, <clears throat> music label which is vile music so that's going to be, you know, creating a roster of artists that are, um, you know, really just building uh, a roster of artists that is just like queer, but really cool and just goes beyond um, all sort of um, genres and just it just needs to be like really out there and big. And so, um, you know, just thinking about like new creative things is just it's always just been a thing that I'm, I've been good at, like 
um, I just I just thrive on always wanting to change things and wanting to be different and wanting to um, evolve things because I think like where I've seen a lot of brands and I think this is a little bit of my background where um, you know my brand marketing kicks in is like they just fall a little bit stale so I'm like how do we make that better how can we build on it how can we um, you know make this fresh and new again and um, those ideas just blow out I don't know sometimes I'm inspired by music sometimes it's just like you know a picture or you know some look that somebody brought to a party and I'm like cool that's what I want <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it, it so it kind of sounds like a similar concept as a club called Rhonda maybe Somewhat yeah a I similar mean, vein it, it is definitely in a similar vein I think like all of those really cool um, uh, events that you know I've grown up on like have definitely helped inspire this and um, but you know taking all of the really good parts and taking it and evolving it and making it into something new is sort of you know the challenge right yes um, there are so no robosexuals out there's around. no robosexuals around <laughs> yeah they I don't know if it'll still be around by the time they really all come back <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah so it's a it's an interesting um, place to be right now and do you go back to Barcelona to play? Do you have any intention on taking this idea back to Spain? Um, you know, if I mean, my my, <laughs> I'm like pinky in the brain. I'm like, let's just take over the world. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, but we'll see. I mean, I would love to. Um, I think these concepts would go really well there, and you know, maybe partner with someone like Oro, or partner with Circo Loco, or partner with you know, those sort of brands to really, you know, bring the robosexuals to Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, from what I experienced when I was in Barcelona, I definitely think that they would pick, be super open and super down and yeah. it would go very well there. Um, and Circo Loco has connections to sound and stuff. Mm -hmm. So maybe might be an angle to, yeah. to check out. I'll just file that away somewhere right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so... So you, you said that you've been DJing for about a year and a half. Um, did you start producing at the same time or before? No, actually producing. Um, I just got in the studio, I would say, um, I want to say like May. So, cause I, I didn't really know software, but since I know like Photoshop and all of that stuff, like it was like second nature. Like yeah. it's just really just like learning the program and having a good year. And um, I was fortunate enough to um, be mentored by um, uh, William Orbit and um, one of his producers. So like they were just showing me the tricks. <laughs> like mm. it was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm telling you like right place, right time. Like. Well, hopefully your production career is as uh, <laughs> skyrocketing as your DJ career has Well, been. Let's, let's see what happens. I mean, I have some stuff up on my SoundCloud right now that's work in progress. So, you know, your listeners want to like, take a peek, uh, you know. Trip and then, uh, um, what is it? Uh, it's the Southside mashup. Ride or Die. Yeah. yeah. Ride or Die remix. Yeah, Moby Southside, uh, Nordic Costa's Ride or Die remix. Check it out. Yeah, I mean, as soon as these, uh, so <clears throat> the W basically has me curating these events for summer se uh, uh, the summer series that we have going for Midnight Creatures and Moon Disco Odyssey. It's, uh, summer season's almost over, so as soon as we're done with that, I'm going to have a lot more time to be able to really 
focus on original content and um, you know my brand as Noir de Costa is to um, you know really you know level that up a little bit yeah what's a dream uh, a dream label you'd want to release a song under oh boy hmm it's funny because my musical style is like it's almost feeling like because you know when I first started I wanted to be like on the Suara label right like it was that really deep rolling bass and you know just creepy vocals and trippy sounds and now that all of this like I mean Dirty Bird is like really just blown up and like these sick bass lines and it's just been it's interesting because I'm like where do I fall as an artist like who am I like where where, where you know where am I going to be and I'm like I almost want to do like a, a combination of that where it has a little bit of um, that rolling bass but you know maybe it's that Dirty Bird drop in like a different way you know so it's maybe you know um, something that lands in between but so it's hard to say like what label like I'd like want to get signed to I mean I, I don't know I, I, a dream if you if you were to ask me this like maybe like at the beginning of summer I would say like maybe saved you know the Nick Fanciulli label because mm -hmm. I mean that's like one of the people that I sort of um, got in, inspired me to start DJing because I love that variety and I think that that's maybe where I would fit in yeah, um, I don't really think there's a label that produces that kind of music yet. <laughs> You're just ahead of the times in a lot of ways. Vile music, <laughs> 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um, so usually we close out the interview with a rapid fire section where we're going to ask you a whole bunch of questions just one by one by one and then just say the first thing that comes to mind. Right. And Pizza. We'll <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll do this for about 30 seconds and then Nora will be dropping a, a live mix in the station for everyone um, so we'll hear some some groovy summer tunes summer tunes yeah the um, lead you wanna I'll, I'll take the timer I'll take the timer okay ready set Favorite perk of the job? Uh, free music. Record box, tractor, Serato. Record box. Uh, Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify. Uh, most dangerous thing you've ever done? Gone on your show. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your bucket list? Jeez. Uh, Open for Nick Venturely. Favorite nineties track? Ooh. <laughs> uh, God, I can't think of it. Uh, good life. Uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, yes, good life. Inner inner city, good life. Uh, and are you a hunter or a gatherer? Hunter. Nice. Cool. That's time. Nice. <laughs> you got some good good bits out of that yeah definitely um yeah so now Nora's gonna mix live in the station so sit back and relax and enjoy the sounds of the olympic
ones that we had, and uh, all he did was call the songs out and dropped his hand on the one. And, and y'all and we had, Yeah, yeah. And turned the mother out. Oh, we turned that mother out. I mean, you know, you know, you know, you know. You, know. you hear that? More of those signals.